So we're in a series called Gift Exchange, and what we're talking about, if you've ever been to a gift exchange, they go like this. You bring, everybody brings a gift, and then um, you, you draw numbers, and then you go pick the gift up, and you unwrap it, and then if it's the lame gift, that's what your gift is gonna be because no one's gonna steal it. If it's a really cool gift, you're not gonna hold on to it if you were number one, okay? So that's just the way it goes. So you go through all this thing, but for me, I'm a realist, and so all I think of a gift exchange is, is public shaming of the person who brought the worst gift, right? It's like you bring, I heard a story this week, someone was telling me that their um, friend of theirs went on a gift exchange and everybody was really wealthy and he brought, he thought it was a white elephant gift and so he brought, um, a, um, what do you call it, a squeegee for your car, right? And so the, the first lady opens it up and like all the gifts were like a nice bottle of wine and like these really nice gifts and stuff. And so, but they didn't say who, who brought it. So what he did, because he's a man of honor, he stole his uh, squeegee back so that the lady didn't have to like do that. So that's, a, that's, that's gift exchange. Well, but, and that's all fun and games, but um, we have a gift exchange with our Heavenly Father. And we talked about uh, exchanging outrage and despair for hope. We bring that to the gift exchange and Jesus opens it up and says, oh wow, you really are outraged and you have despair. Here, I'll give you hope instead and uh, I won't even trade back for it again. We talked about how we bring our anxiety to him and he unwraps it and he says, no problem, I have a special place for this. Here's some, here's some peace, right? This morning, what I wanna talk about is um, bringing fear and replacing it with joy. Christians, if you're not a Christian, this doesn't apply to you, you can be as grumpy as you want. Uh, Christians should be the most joyous people on the planet. If you're a follower of Jesus, you should be the most joyful person at your, at your work. Not annoyingly joyful, just joyful. You should be the most joyful person in your family, the most joyful person in your neighborhood. But what distracts us from joy is fear. And there's a lot to be fearful of. I wrote some things down uh, here. Um, we have an election, you know, coming up. And uh, for some of you, again, I, Living Spring is kind of like f split 50-50. All you guys are Republicans. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. You don't do it that way. Uh, and so there's a lot of fear. Like, what if, what if the person I don't like stays in in the office and oh no, what do we do? And then, and then the other side's like, oh, what, what if our guy doesn't get in or our gal doesn't get in? And there's just a, a lot of fear. Uh, um, there's a lot of, um, we're, we have a fear of financial inequality, the poor are getting poorer, the rich are getting richer, and what if, what if the rich get so rich and they, you know, that, that's very fearful. We, we fear racial tension, and rightly we should, uh, and we, we, we just get all bent out of shape about uh, that, and like, where, where is that going, and are we just becoming more polarized? Uh, we, we have a fear, at least I have a fear of taxes, um, but, you know, we, we, we think maybe we're unfairly taxed, and that that just gets us down. We have a fear of terrorism, violence, divorce, health care, immigration. How are we going to solve all these things? Well, the good news is when Jesus came, all these things were there as well. A lot of them ten times worse. 
I want you to, I want to read uh, a, a verse. It says this. It's out of Hebrews, but he's quoting Isaiah. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. In other words, you have your eyes wide open. It's not like you close your eyes and go, everything's great. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. By anointing you with the oil of joy. Jesus was anointed with the oil of joy. Did, I, I don't know, for some of you, maybe you grew up in the church. When I, when I grew up and I went to church, they had the little felt Jesuses and stuff, and he just looked angry to me. And, and they never told me any stories of like Jesus having fun or do, doing anything. I, like, like I was literally in my 30s when I saw this verse, and it's changed my life. That Jesus is anointed, and it's so cool um, with oil because oil is like once you get oil on you, it's really hard to get it off. And everything you touch, listen, it comes off on, on, on that thing. And so I picture Jesus anointed with the oil of joy, and every time he went up and he hugged somebody, some of that oil of joy got on him. Every time he laid hands on them to heal them, that oil of joy was on them. I used to have this 66 Mustang, and uh, somebody told me that uh, you should get it because the parts are cheap and you can fix it yourself. Now, what I should have thought to myself was, you don't get one because the parts are cheap and you can fix it yourself, right? Because I was spending every weekend ordering cheap parts and fixing it myself. And so I'd get grease on me and, 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 uh, and so it'd be all over my hands and stuff. And, and then you'd try to wipe it off, but you couldn't get the grease, you couldn't get the oil off you. But there was this thing called fast orange and you'd press it in your hands and it would like clean it right off. Fear is the fast orange of the oil of joy, okay? Fear comes in and it just removes it. Gets all that oil off of there. Jesus was anointed with the oil of joy. That means that as we are Christians, means little Christ, as we are Christians, we should have that same oil. Everything we touch should be affected by the joy of Christ. Jesus had all these things going. Caesar was in power, okay? The governor beheaded Jesus' cousin. Okay, now when we get someone in office that starts doing that, then I'll get nervous, all right? But right now, whoever's in there, it, 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 it might be, it's not as bad as Jesus. His country was occupied by the Romans. There was financial inequality. The poor were not only poor, they would beg and beg and they were looked down upon and they were mocked. Like that's how, how bad it was. People thought that if you were poor, God was judging you and you deserved to be poor. Racial tension, they'd call Gentiles dogs. <laughs> if you were from another place other than Israel, you were, you were a dog. Uh, taxes, they'd have a guy come to your house. They'd say, yeah, uh, Caesar needs 800 bucks and uh, why don't you just make it 1,000? And they, they, were just, they would extort money from people because they, they, could, they had the Roman army behind them. Terrorism, there was uprisings all over the place. There was violence. Divorce, you could just go to your wife, give her a writ of divorce, and she was on her own. There's no 50-50, there's nothing like that. She's gone. Healthcare, 
Oh yeah, there was none, okay? Immigration, they had problems with all border crossings and all these things and people groups and it was just a mess. And yet, he was anointed with the oil of joy. Psalm says it this way. Weeping may last for the night, but a shout of joy comes in the morning. In other words, I'm not saying to forget about all those things or just go, oh, it doesn't really matter what happens in life. I'm just gonna be happy. I'm just gonna plug my ears and just move on through my day. No, no, there is weeping. There is hardship. Trust me, I understand. There are things that go wrong. But fear oftentimes, not even the actual events, but the fear of the event will take, it'll be that fast orange that will just remove our joy, strip us from our joy. And God has called us to be people of joy. We have on our leadership team, we have three criteria. You have to be humble, you have to be joyful, and you have to be reliable. Those are our three big things for anyone who's in leadership at our church, because you can be humble and reliable, but if you walk around like Eeyore, it doesn't represent Christ, right? It, it doesn't represent Christ. And you can be joyful, but if you're not reliable, like, yay, I'm gonna take four days off, not tell anybody, that we can't have that either. And then if you're not humble, if you can't learn from anybody, and you can't be present with anybody, then that's a problem. But that joy is such an important part of who we are, and fear diminishes joy. So uh, what happens in our lives is that fear will keep us from doing things that would otherwise be a joyful event. So I, I married, so I'm so, Lisa's sick, so she's not here, but um, she gets upset when I tell you guys how awesome she is, and so she's sick, so don't tell her. And oh, I hope she's not watching on Facebook Live. Okay, a anyway, um, so when we got married, it was actually a fearful, it was a fearful thing for me. I know it's hard to believe, but, but I was only 22. I didn't know, she was like, we had dated for, for six years, so I didn't know if there was some other person that maybe I should have met or what, I, I don't know. And then we're, you know, I was really planning on spending the rest of my life with her, so if all of a sudden, like, we start living together and she, she's psychotic, I don't know that. How do I know, right? And so, so I was fearful on my, on my wedding day. I was fearful when our first child was born because I, I, I knew I was gonna drop her at some point. I, 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 like, it, I just was like a rigid, like, okay, what if she moves? Like, it's okay, it's okay. It's funny because by the time she was two, we we're just like, whew, yay, you know, like doing, doing all this stuff. But there, there's, there's joyful things that I would miss because of fear. Here's a picture of Lisa, um, I will never experience that joy <laughs> ever in my life. I'll never experience, she, we, we have a video of the whole thing and she, other than having a dude strapped to her, uh, uh, it's, it's a really great video but uh, there's one point where she's looking at the camera going, he's here, he's here, just feeling the presence of the Lord in, the, in space, right? Um, and so uh, I'll never experience that. I'm not jumping out of a plane. A perfectly good plane? No way. I'm not jumping out, uh, out of that. Certainly not with a dude strapped to me. Uh, here she is on, on the ground, right? And it's just, she's, right? So 
this is just, she's like, she did it. She's so, I'll never experience that. I, just to be on the ground, I was, I was happy. I didn't want to go anywhere. And then I put this picture up just because she's smoking hot. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is my daughter, Emily. There she is, jumping out of a plane. She gets it from her mom, right? I, I'll never do that. She had, they had the same thing. Well, we're on the ground. Yay. Uh, that's that's my, 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 uh, my niece. This is, this is me because I'm trying to explain uh, <laughs> why I don't want to be anywhere near th that, that stuff, right? I'll never experience... Okay, let's get off of that one. This is a picture of Lisa. That's our uh, son, Jesse, and she's got a snake around her neck. I am so scared of snakes. I, but look how happy she is. I'll never experience that joy because I'm scared of snakes. I'll never experience the joy of jumping out of a plane because fear diminishes joy. Now, if I could go back, knowing what I know now, to my wedding day, there would be no fear. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is, the, this is the greatest. I can't make a better decision than this. I've met many people and She's the perfect one, right? And, uh, and, and if I could go back to when my daughter was born, and I'm like, she actually will grow up, and I won't drop her much, and, uh, and, and it's going to be okay. She's going to follow the Lord and marry a great guy. And I, it's, like, it's like, oh, man, I wish I could go back to those joyful moments and remove the fear so I can experience the joy. When I first started here uh, as pastor, the first four years, I would say, I was just filled with fear. Fear that the church wouldn't make it. Fear that the, you know, some, the finances. Uh, when, I, <laughs> when I first got here, before I, like even, like it wasn't even my first preaching yet, the, the air conditioner caught on fire. And they said, hey, someone called me and said, your church is on fire. I'm like, I know, bro. No, no, it's really on fire. Oh, okay. So, like, so, so I'm just thinking to myself, if that building burns down and I'm the senior pastor, I got to figure out how to build one. I got to make sure everybody's happy, which is now you realize is impossible. Um, and so you go through all that stuff. I wish I could go back to the first time I walked through those doors and gone, you know what we're going to do here? We're going to change our community. We're going to see hundreds of people baptized. We're going to see hundreds of people accept the Lord. We're going to do a building campaign. We're going to be uh, blessing our community in so many different ways. And 14 years, we're going to have an event. And we're going to serve 900 of Garden Grove's neediest kids and their families. I would have been so joyful. It was all, listen, it was all available to me then. You see? So my question is then, what am I missing out on now because of fear? Let's look at the Christmas story and um, uh, see kind of what was happening to them. So basically what's happening is the, the shepherds are out on the fields and uh, Mary is... Um, She's on her way to Bethlehem, okay? And by the way, just as an aside, Lisa and I did that, Beth, you know, Mary and Joseph at our house. 
I didn't realize how fun it would be. So uh, we got them from uh, a mom and her two kids, and they came over. We had dinner and everything. It was a blast to see these kids with Mary and Joseph. I should have shown you a video, but I, I have it on social media. Uh, but it was really fun. And then we take Mary and Joseph to the next house, and we brought cookies and stuff like that. So you can make it as big or as small as you want, but it's a lot of fun. So in the story of Mary and Joseph, they go along, and they make it to Bethlehem. And so now the angels, because they didn't have social media back then, uh, the, the, the angels have to be the delivery people of the news, okay? And so there are these shepherds out in the fields. Now, just to give you a little historical background, shepherds, it's not that they owned their own sheep. They were just laborers. A wealthy people owned the sheep. The shepherd's job was just to tend to the sheep. So for example, people call me a shepherd. You're not my sheep, <laughs> right? You're God's sheep. I'm just the shepherd. I'm the sheepdog. I just run around and nip at your heels and try to get everybody to stay together, right? That's, that's my job. Well, these shepherds, they're, they're poor, they're looked down upon. They're, they're third-class citizens. So number one, I don't know why the angel's going to them anyway. You'd go to the person who has the prominence. You'd go to the wealthy people. You'd go to, King, you'd go to Herod. You'd, you'd, you'd do something, like, efficient. <laughs> because once you tell the shepherds, who are they going to tell? No one's going to believe them. They're shepherds. But this is the way God works. He's not scared about that. So the angel says to them, do not be afraid. I've mentioned this before, but if you were to go to angel school, it's the first thing they teach you. When you come up to a human, just say, do not be afraid. They're scared to death of you. I don't know why, but they are, and that's how you lead. And almost every narrative that has an angel in it, that's how they kick it off. Do not be afraid. I should have t-shirts made up for them. Uh, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. And they go on and they begin to say what that good news is. That unto you in the city of David, a Savior has been born, and he's Christ the Lord. This same great joy, as a matter of fact, the, the uh, Greek word for it is like inexpressible joy. I, I, I think of it as like getting out of prison joy. That's got to feel like amazing. If you were locked up for any length of time and like Jonathan and, um, <laughs> and, and then you're finally released. Oh, you hadn't told them? Okay, no worries. Right? And that you're finally released. What that would feel like, like what that double-double would feel like when, you, when you're like, oh man, this is awesome. It's that kind of joy. It's the kind of joy of, you know, just, just something happening where you're saying, wow, this is fantastic. This is what was promised because Jesus came. Because Jesus decided, uh, God decided not to regard equality with God, something to be held on to, but he emptied himself and he came in the form of a baby, which is just, I don't even understand. And so they, they have this, this is the promise for all of us. So the shepherds, says in this text that they, they talk to each other and they go, hey, let's go, to, let's go to Bethlehem. Now, to understand this, they, they couldn't bring all the sheep into Bethlehem, right? So you say, no, John, John, I have a nativity scene and, and there's sheep there. I've seen them. 
the only reason the sheep are in that nativity scene is so that you know who's the shepherds and who's Joseph because they look identical, okay? That's the only reason. And there's two. You, want, you know, if you want to be historically accurate, you'd get your nativity scene from Target and they're like, wait, there's 15 more boxes. Well, what's in that? Sheep, just sheep. That's a, like that, that's, that, that, it doesn't work out that way, okay? It would just be 15 boxes of sheep and then some little fig, figurines. They say, let's go to Bethlehem. Now, imagine if they allowed fear to take over. Because oh, I'd, be I'd be one of the shepherds. Yeah, see, so we have these jobs. We're called shepherds. It has sheep in the word, okay? And so I, I'll stay here with all the sheep because that's what we're supposed to do so a wolf doesn't get them or, a, or you know, some wild animal. And, and, and you guys go, go along. And because of my fear, I would have missed Jesus. I wonder how many times in my life, because of fear, I've missed Jesus. Because my fear has washed off the anointing of the oil of joy in my life. It says this, the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and they had seen, which were just as they had been told. In other words, they took God at his word through the angels and they acted upon it and it actually worked out. Isn't that amazing? Here's my promise for you today. If you take God at his word, and you actually put it into practice, it is going to work out. Because God isn't necessarily that interested in your circumstances. You know, G Jesus, it wasn't working out for him. His life wasn't just, he was just anointed with the oil of joy. So when people would insult him, he would be like, okay, you know, that, that's that. The Pharisees would be coming after him. He's, there was one time there were, um, in Matthew, it says that Jesus and the disciples were so busy they didn't even have time to eat. Didn't affect his joy. He says one time someone wants to follow him and he says this, foxes have holes and birds have nests but the Son of Man has no place to lay its head. In other words, it's not all giggles with us. <laughs> like this is hard. It didn't affect his joy though. It didn't affect his joy and can you imagine being a shepherd and you're there, so let's just say it's me and I'm with all the sheep and they finally, my three buddies finally come back and I'm like, what took you so long? And they're going, you, you should have seen it. You should have seen it. It's the Savior. We saw the Savior. He, they're like, did any wolves come? No. Were there any wild beasts or anything? No. Did anyone steal any of the sheep? No. I should have gone with you. <laughs> but my fear got in the way of me seeing Jesus. This happens a lot in our Christian experience, in our journey, that fear and joy are tensions together. They're tied together. That, and it's like God's up there going, if you would just get over your fear, you would uncover this well of joy that I have for you. This happened with the um, fast-forwarding on through Jesus' life uh, he, um, you know, he dies and he's buried and he's resurrected and the stone is rolled away. And I love this verse because it, 
I think this verse encapsulates the Christian journey like no other verse. So the women show up at the tomb, right? And the stone's rolled away and the tomb is empty. And it says, so the woman uh, hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy. Afraid yet filled with joy. There's a sense of, they understand the enormity of it, but there's a joy in it. This is how I felt at the Gifts for Kids event yesterday. I was a little afraid. I didn't know how it was all going to work out. I didn't know if we'd have enough toys. I didn't know who'd show up. I didn't know if all the volunteers would start punching each other. I didn't know any of that. But yet I was filled with so much joy because I knew God, I've seen him do this every year. Like it's only taken us, taken me 14 years to finally be like, oh yeah, it'll all work out. Everything will work out. But I, this is a lot of things in the Christian walk, yeah? God has a plan for you that maybe you're not in the relationship that you wanna be in. Maybe you're just walking through sing, uh, singleness and you're thinking, man, oh, what if I never get married? But yet you have this deep relationship with your heavenly father, afraid but filled with joy, knowing that he's gonna come through. Jesus even said it this way in John 15. I've told you this so that my joy may be in you. You would get the oil of joy all over you and that your joy may be complete. There's this sense of completeness, this sense of uh, it doesn't matter what's going on in politics. It's not gonna affect my joy. It doesn't matter what's going on at work. I do my best. It's not gonna affect my joy because I have the joy of the Lord and it is my strength. I'll just finish up with just a few more verses that talk about this idea. Consider it, James says it this way. James was Jesus' half-brother. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials. Huh? What? No, 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 no. Consider it pure joy when things work out for you, right? Uh-oh, well, if my joy is tied to my circumstances, that's not the joy of the Lord because they weren't tied to his circumstances. He says, when you, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. So part of the reason why I have grown um, in anxiety was there's just been a lot of testing of my faith. And God keeps coming through and coming through and coming through. But I'm thick-headed, so it's just taking me longer than most of you. And so I'm getting to a point where it's like, oh, I can persevere through that because I know that sorrow just lasts for a moment. But the joy of the Lord is a lifetime. Then he says this, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. That's the type of person I want to be. But I'm going to have to remove that fear. How do we do that? Well, we're going to talk about that next week. And as the worship band comes up, I want to leave you with this one verse. There is no fear in love. So in other words, if there's this tension between fear and joy, that fear uh, diminishes joy, how do I get rid of the fear? Well, we're gonna be talking about God's love 
next week. But there's no fear in love. But perfect love, which is the love of the Lord, casts out fear because fear involves punishment and the one who fears is not perfected in love. When you understand how much God loves you, what he's done for you, and as we celebrate this Christmas season that he actually came down to save you, as you understand that love, we'll talk about it next week, it drives fear away. 